For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0.
There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. For you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, that's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, Well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard this 
is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 28th of June. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast, presented as always by Anna Jarin Levine, accident attorneys. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury. Anna Jarin Levine, accident attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. I send you to Anna Jarin Levine, not just because they're the title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, not just because none of this would be possible without Anna Jarin Levine, accident attorneys, but if you listen to Zaslow Show 2.0, I practically consider you a family. I want to make sure you get taken care of and you're treated like family and you're taken care of when you go to Anna John Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. We got a fun show planned for everybody today. We're going to talk some Marlins baseball. That's right. We're on a Marlins baseball kick right now. And I told you guys this yesterday for really the first time this year, the Marlins had my attention. Now, not that I don't keep up with what's going on on a day-to-day basis, I do. But I was saying to myself all day, you know, 7 o'clock rolls around, we're putting the Marlins on the big TV. That's right, for the first time this year, the Marlins got big TV status in the Zazla Mansion family room. So, Marlins last night, between Alcantara on the hill, they're at Fenway Park, you got Jazz making his return, Marlins had my attention last night. We're going to talk to Joe Forsaro. Nobody covers the Marlins better than Joe. Man on second baseball. And we'll get down to what's going on with your favorite little baseball team. We'll talk to Joe coming up here in a little bit. We're obviously on Damian Lillard watch. There isn't a whole lot to do right there. We're going to do some of that. We're going to do some Miami Heat free agency rumors too. So make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff as far as today's show is concerned. I want to tell you though. I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I remember this was a conversation I used to have with with my former co-host, Amber Wilson. Great girl. And I think she felt the same way as me. But I wonder if you guys feel the same way. You can always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at Zaslow J on Instagram. So I'm watching Levitard Show yesterday. Upstart podcast, Levitard Show, YouTube, DraftKings Network, Meadowlark Media. David Sampson, former Marlins president, is a regular on the show now. Very polarizing. I got, me personally, I've, I've been consistent with this the whole time. I got no problem with David Sampson. The, the little interaction that I've had with him, he's always been very nice to me. And I know obviously it's shady the way everything went down with getting the stadium, but... I'm glad David Sampson did what he did because if not, we wouldn't have a baseball team here. And I want there to be baseball here in South Florida. I want there to be baseball here in Miami. I, I, I love the Marlins, all right? They're very low on my tier list as far as my passion goes, but I don't want the Marlins to go anywhere. And I'm all for getting the stadium. So now that, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's an old issue. I mean, that's a dozen years ago. But... None of that gets done without David Sampson. So, like, I'm good with David Sampson. Anyway, not the point. The point is super polarizing, and, and oh, my God, you guys hate him. So, they've been having a back and forth the last couple days on the Lepitard show. 
between Samson and Mike Schur, a creator of Parks and Rec, The Office, one of the writers, and a huge Boston sports fan, and Mike Schur, uh, well, David Sampson is defending, you know, Mickey Harrison, not necessarily not spending money, but defending the idea that Mickey Harrison and owners lose money with their sports teams on a year-to-year basis, and Mike Shore calls bullshit. So they've been doing a whole back and forth the last couple of days. And, I mean, it's, it's, fasc- it's fascinating. It's super confrontational. There's so much tension, and it's really good shit. Now, I wish I was smart enough to talk about there's a lot of tax stuff they're talking about. This is a write-off, and this is this, and this against that. And you lose this, you could do it against your profit margin over here. Like, it's, it's a lot of tax stuff that I'm never going to understand because I'm not smart enough. Or at least I'm not smart enough in that area, all right? But while I really enjoyed the back and forth, and I know a lot of people, I mean, I think it depends on if you hate David Sampson, you think Mike Shore just eviscerated him. And I don't really know if he eviscerated, because like I said, I, I don't really understand all the stuff they're talking about. So I don't know who is making the better points. I don't know who is necessarily being more honest. And it's not that I don't think Mike Shore's being honest. I do think he's being honest. It's, is he, is he correct in what he's saying? And, there, and we know that, you know, Samson can be smarmy, and he's certainly a liar. So can he be lying? Of course but there is an aspect to it where I kind of believe what Samson is saying because it's hard to listen to someone like Mike Shore who is not in that business telling you what's what. This is Samson's business. It would be like Samson arguing with Mike Shore about how to run a show. I, I, I would believe everything Mike Shore is saying in that spot. Samson's out of his element. In that area right there. So, I got that in the back of my head. But also, let me tell you something. So, here's the point I wanted to make where I used to bring this up to Amber Wilson. Great girl. And that kind of stuff where there's tension and there's arguing, yelling. I don't really know David Sampson. I've never met Mike Shore. And I watch that stuff. And I get, I get really uncomfortable. I get agita from watching them argue with each other. Because you can tell Mike Shore definitely hates him. De- definitely not shtick. So much of what they do on that show is shtick. Definitely not shtick. Mike Shore hates David Sampson. And like, I get uncomfortable. I, su- I totally suffer from secondhand embarrassment. Now that wasn't secondhand embarrassment watching. I'm just uncomfortable. But if something is happening in front of me, like an embarrassing situation... I totally suffer from second half, uh, fr- from secondhand embarrassment. Totally. And I'm watching that yesterday, and I totally have agita. Like, I, I, like I, I, get, I get anxiety just watching it. I don't know. I know a lot of people love, especially if you're talking like, you know, in radio, podcast, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff, you know, controversy sells, right? Love hearing people argue. Howard Stern, oh my God, used to love that. Still does love it. But man, while it makes for a good show or good radio, if you will, even though this is not radio anymore, man, I I get anxiety just watching that stuff. I get agita. It's weird, right? I get really uncomfortable. I totally suffer from secondhand 
embarrassment. Does that happen to anyone else? Did that happen to anyone else? Anyway, so, all right. I want to get so, I recommend going back and watching it. It was really good stuff. And, you know, because they've been talking a lot. And Samson's good about this kind of stuff, about Mickey Harrison not wanting to spend over the tax. Mickey Harrison's willing to spend over the tax if it brings in a championship contender. But I warned you guys about this yesterday. This is important to remember. If the Heat don't spend X amount of dollars, it's not just because Mickey Harrison doesn't want to spend over the tax. It's not just because he doesn't want to pay a punitive penalty. It's also because you have so many different triggers now in this new CBA where if you are above the tax and above the apron and above the second apron, it's so unfan friendly. You can't keep track of it. It's impossible if you're a regular fan. But the point is, it's not just about Mickey Harrison not wanting to spend money. It's about you are no longer allowed to make this kind of move if you spend this money. You're no longer allowed to do this if you spend this amount of money. You're no longer allowed to make this kind of trade if you spend this amount of money. That's also what it's about. It's not just about Mickey Harrison not wanting to spend. So I told you guys this. Like, be aware. It's not just the Heat. It's not necessarily Heat being cheap. It's they want to be able to not... They don't want to be restricted as far as what type of moves they can make. And that happens with the new CBA now where there are certain penalties, not just financially... There are certain limitations that get triggered when you spend X amount of dollars. So just keep that in mind. That's all I'm saying. Keep that in mind. All right. So anyway, let's get into heat stuff. Real quick, though. You know it's summertime. I've told you guys, my insurance is up. My homeowner's insurance, I got to renew it every summer, right? I don't have any issues, though. I use Brunt Insurance. If you need homeowner's insurance, well, you do need homeowner's insurance, but if you think you're spending too much money, go to bruntinsurance.com or call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204. I've had, I've had a number of listeners who reach out to me and say, Zaslo, I called Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204. They're saving me thousands of dollars on my home insurance. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I've been telling you. Brunt Insurance from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys and beyond. They are delivering comprehensive insurance tailored exactly to your needs. That's why I've been using Brunt Insurance for my homeowner's insurance for almost 10 years now. I know I'm getting the coverage that I need, and no matter where in Florida you're calling from, South Florida, Central Florida, North Florida, Brunt Insurance was recently rated top five insurance agency in the country, number one in Florida. Wherever you're calling from, Greg Brunt and his team Fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance. They know exactly your area and exactly what type of coverage you need. Plus, you're going to get the best rate out there. 954-589-2204. The only insurance agency I use. The only one I'm going to send you to. Brunt Insurance. Go to bruntinsurance.com. So, a few heat notes here. Let's start with Lillard, right? Everyone wants to start with Lillard. So, let's start with Lillard here. Lillard's afraid to ask out. That's what it's coming down to, right? And I've been saying for a few days, there is not a sing- there's not a single player with the number three overall pick that the Blazers could have added that you would look at them and say, yeah, they're a contender now in the West. 
Same thing. There's not a single free agent to be signed, which I don't know if they have free agency money. I don't know if they're under the cap, but there's not a free agent to be signed or a trade that can be made where you're going to put next to Damian Lillard say, this is a championship team. I think Damian Lillard is afraid to ask out. Lillard's not stupid. I mean, these guys have a rational confidence, yes, but Lillard's not stupid. He knows there's not a player that they could reasonably add that's going to make them A, a contender, and B, a contender even in the Western Conference. Lillard's not stupid. He knows this. He's just afraid to be the one to ask out, and he's given the Blazers a chance here to improve the roster, so he's keeping his word where, I'm giving you a chance. Let's see what you got. And then when the Blazers can't do anything of significance, it'll soften the blow when he finally does ask out. But it really feels like he's afraid to be the bad guy right now, even though everyone is telling him, you should do this. So, I I, I told you that already, where I think he's afraid to ask out, and I also think the Blazers' front office are afraid to make the first move. I don't think that either of them, I gotta be honest, I don't think either of them want to stay together any longer. If the Blazers, you got a young team, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, that's where you built those three guys. And now you could also trade Lillard for a package of more picks and probably also another really good young player. That's a good starting point for building. The Blazers front office, by the time that group right there is ready to win, you look at this league, veteran teams win. Veteran teams advance in the playoffs. You know, different from, say, the NFL. It is not a young man's game. And when I say young man, I mean guys who've been in the league for one, two, three, four years. It is not a young man's game. It's a veteran league. You have to have guys who have been there. Veterans win in the NBA. So, we're talking three, four years. Like, if Scoot Henderson... Is to And for that matter, Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp as well. If they're to become the players that the Blazers think that they're able to become, you're talking three or four years down the road, which is okay. That's the way it is. If you think Damian Lillard is going to still be a big contributor in three, four years down the road, you're nuts. And... Lillard, he knows this as well. You're not winning with a 19-year-old Scoot Henderson as your running mate. He may be awesome, but you're not winning anything with a 19-year-old running mate. Damian Lillard knows, I don't have three, four more years to sit around here. Lillard knows that they're not going to be a contender no matter what they could do. And the Blazers' front office, if they don't see that either, these guys are not in the right job. They're not qualified to run the Blazers if they actually think that they can make a move or two here that's going to allow them to contend right now. Matter of fact, it's almost, it's almost malpractice if they decide instead of if they decide to keep building around Lillard right now as opposed to moving Lillard and going full on rebuild. You have the young pieces to start this rebuild. And the longer you wait with Lillard, 
the less you're going to get for him. It almost feels like this is this year is the last opportunity to get a really good haul for Damian Lillard. Because the, the longer you... What, what if he suffers a big injury? Now he's injury prone. Or what if you start to see a drop off? Hell, he's 33 years old. If the Blazers front office can't see that, they're not in the right job. And I think Lillard wants out. He's afraid to do it. I think the Blazers want to move on from Lillard. They're afraid to do it. So, I don't know who's going to be the one to actually get out there and end this game of chicken. But I think both sides want to go their separate ways because they know that's what's better for everyone else. I really think so. Now, as far as the Heat go, I saw Max Struess. I I think it was Zach Lowe who said it as well. I saw Max Struess is apparently going to be in high demand. Totally believe it. Absolutely believe it. Max Struess, I'll bet Max Struess. I could see Max Struess getting a deal, something like three for 45. I could see that. Three for 45. The Heat are not going to be able to keep Max Struess. Number one, like I said, you have the tax implications and the Heat are going to be super limited if they keep all of their free agents. There's that. But also, you can't have Robinson and Struess on the team make it a combined like $35 million. You can't do it. You got to, eventually if you're the Heat, you got to learn your lesson somewhere. They're going to find the next Max Struess. And I know it kind of sucks where you develop this player and then he's going to go and thrive somewhere else. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case. I think this is who Max Struess is. He's a pretty good player. I don't, like, I think this is the ceiling on Max Struess. And in a salary cap league, you got to find the value. And I think that he'd have had amazing value with Max Struess. When you start paying him like $15 million a year, the same thing with Duncan Robinson. When you start paying him $15 million a year, which I think Struess will get, you don't have the value anymore. And in a salary cap league, you got to find the value. Now, that doesn't mean that Max Struess is not a player worth having. I wish the Heat can keep him. I just got to be realistic. I don't think the Heat are going to be able to keep him. Now, Gabe Vincent is another story. If it came down to Vincent or Struess, I absolutely keep Gabe Vincent. I think he plays a more important position. I think he's better on both sides of the floor. I think Gabe Vincent is still continuing to grow. I think Gabe Vincent, I don't think he's reached his ceiling. If I had to pick between the two, I absolutely keep Gabe Vincent. And it start, it's starting to sound like the Heat are prioritizing keeping Gabe Vincent. So, little update there on the two of those guys. All right, before we continue on, look, it's the summertime. What better time than to treat yourself to a brand new ride? Now you may be thinking, you know what? I'm in the market for a new car, Zaslo, but I don't know where to go. That's actually the easy part. I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. Widest selection of newest Subaru models on the market. We're talking the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent, the WRX. Maybe you're looking for a Subaru SUV for the family. 
Look no further. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, South Florida's newest and technologically advanced Subaru dealer, where you could shop over a thousand vehicles from your home if you want. That's right. NFL, it's easy to remember. NFLSubaru.com. NFLSubaru.com. The building you know and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. All right, so the Marlins, obviously, NBA free agency, Damian Lillard, all that stuff. You know, it's the main story most days here leading up to the free agency getting going on Friday. But the Marlins, the best part of the Marlins now, like I've been telling you guys, the best part of the Marlins now is it's not just about holding us over until Dolphins training camp starts. The Marlins are giving us something to watch on a nightly basis. And I really found last night to be must-see TV as the Marlins on the first night of this series in Boston. They beat the Red Sox 10-1. to Joe Fursaro, we love having Joe on the program here. Man on second, of course. Nobody covers the Marlins MLB better than Joe does. And I I was saying yesterday, Joe, first of all, thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. And I was saying yesterday on my show, you know, I got the Marlins on kind of in the background on a nightly basis, okay? But now, it last night took center stage for me because I felt, okay, they're in Boston. It's Fenway Park. That's cool. They're obviously 11 games over 500. That's cool. Sandy's on the hill. That's cool. Jazz is returning last night. There was a lot happening last night where it really had my attention. And I think there were probably some other people who felt the same way going into last night. Oh, I, I agree. And Zaz, first of all, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It, it, the year, this is for baseball in general. This has kind of been the upside down year. You know, the Mets are bad. The Padres are bad. Uh, you know, they're I'm missing somebody. Uh, but, you know, these teams are bad. Marlins are good. The Reds are good. The Diamondbacks are good. You know, it's like, it, you know, that's the beauty of sports, obviously. It, it doesn't always go as we draw it up in, in early season, spring training and so forth. But what's catching me with the Marlins, and I agree with you, I think last night was a really important game on many fronts. Obviously, there's, you know, I'm, I'm one that doesn't get too high or too low over 162. I kind of seen enough baseball to know that, you know, even 12 games can, can collapse pretty quickly. But, you know, when I was looking at the lineup, getting Jazz and Segura back, because I don't really think the Marlins have enough arsenal to really make that July trade, you know, without their, their farm system isn't very good. They're pitching without, you know, is, is weakened now with uh, meaning depth wise with Rogers hurt, uh, you know, Johnny Cueto's on the IL and not looking good. Hadn't looked good before he got hurt. Uh, you know, they had some injuries in, in there. Uh, guys like Dax Fulton, like getting surgery. So you can't really trade him for a big bat. So they're kind of going to have to go with what they have. Yes, they'll they'll make moves. You could always make a trade. But getting Jazz and Segura back was almost like their position player trades. Yeah. Then you started looking at the balance of it. If you'd asked me, Jazz, on day one, Jazz is hitting cleanup, and I think he might have been. I didn't like it. I think Jazz is a catalyst, first or second in the order, get the speed dynamic dynamic going. But I actually looked at it and liked it. I give Skip credit for that because you got a guy hitting 400 leading off. You're not messing with that. <laughs> the guy behind him is one of the top home run hitters in baseball this year and said clutch homers in, in Solaire. You're not moving that. So I'm not changing the one-two dynamic. And then, you know, Brian De La Cruz, until he proves otherwise, is getting a job done in the three-hole, which made sense to now you go right, left, right, left. You know, you you got – or left, right, left, left, you know. But you you now jazz fits in there, and what does he do? He does jazz things. 
Jazz hits a double in his first at bat. He uh, makes things happen on the bases. He's, you know, he, he, Jazz makes a difference because he brings energy. And you just have to keep Jazz focused and under control so he's not just slamming in the walls recklessly. You know, that's what you got to watch with Jazz. But it, it was a fun game. And, and Sandy stepping up, you know, and it's going to be a fun ride. You just ride it as long as you can. Uh, I still, you know, if you ask me, I still think it's kind of a fourth place roster, but that's irrelevant now because it's a matter of enough has happened this season for the Marlins that there's that belief and that feeling. And there, to be honest with you, as I, I watch a lot, I watch about four or five games a day. I'm usually turning the TV off about two in the morning watching the West Coast games. Not a lot of teams are playing fundamentally sound baseball. The Marlins are one of them. They use the whole field. They don't have guys with just huge, big swings. And they're exploit just with it's some very simple elementary baseball. And they're and they're stomping people. And they just crushed the Red Sox yesterday. Whether they win another game in the series or not, they didn't get swept. Right. You know, so they'll go into Atlanta at least with a win on the road. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk a little bit about Jazz here. Now, I was a big fan of Mattingly, but Mattingly, older manager, we, we know that he clashed with Puig when he was in Los Angeles. Uh, Jazz is the kind of young player. He, you know, he, he can hot dog every now and then. Schumacher's a young manager. How much do you think that helps as far as the manager-player relationship that Jazz has got a guy there who's on the younger side and was in the big leagues? I mean, what are we talking, like uh, eight or nine years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, Um I think it probably helps in relatability a little bit. I think right now, I, I honestly think Luisa Rise changed the whole se- the whole team. And the whole makeup. I think he's clearly been their most valuable player and one of the top two or three players in the National League in terms of the MVP race with Ron Lacuna and I think um, Corbin Carroll out in Arizona, who probably should be a runaway for Rookie of the Year and also is going to get a lot of MVP votes. I think those three have been the most impactful players for their teams. And let me tell you why. I think Arise has basically done more for hitting than any than, and I'm no disrespect to. Brant Brown or, or the hitting crew that they have in the coaching staff. But I think when you have a guy, this is unprecedented. I've seen a ton of baseball and I got to go back. I'm thinking of like when Wade Boggs or whatever was hitting like 390 for the year, you know, this guy should be hitting close to 370, 360, then taking his average it when he slumped a little bit out in Seattle a couple of weeks ago, Yeah, to, when he was down to like 380 to bring that up to 400 or 399, whatever he is exactly now. That is just ridiculous, getting two hits a night. And what has he done? 
all of a sudden you see Joey Wendell. Now Joey Wendell will use the whole field, but you see everybody looking to kind of what they're taking what's given. It's it's so elementary, but he does it. So I think answer your question, I think Arise has set the tempo and Jazz wants to fit in. And that's no nothing on I, See, that I, I think, think some, I think that's I think, a great point. I think that's a really good point because I I think there's an element where now Jazz doesn't have to feel like he needs to be the leader of the team. Just go out there, have fun, get base hits. Exactly. I think I think a lot of just good coaching, managing, NFL coach, NBA coach, I think a lot of that is just kind of getting out of the way. You know, you, you have to speak up when you have to. And then no knock on Skip. Skip deserves a ton of credit. Uh, but, you know, I just think more if the team was more of three games under 500 right now, we might be having a completely different conversation. So I, I do. I still think that's a little bit of Sandy's issue as he felt so much pressure to be the man. And now I, I think as soon as Sandy just kind of relaxes and just accepts that pitchers give up runs and just just do your thing, you win as a t- you win titles and championships as a team. You can win the Cy Young or Rookie of the Year uh, MVP as an individual, and I covered plenty of them. I, I didn't cover yeah Sandy. I covered the Cy Young. Uh, you know I covered three or four Rookie of the Years, all on losing teams outside of 03 with Dontrell, but and then you know Stanton in seventeen MVP on pretty much a bad team, good players, mm-hmm. good kind of nucleus, not a good overall team. So you could always have somebody run out and get your numbers. And then we can make that argument, but you win titles and go to the playoffs as a team. And you, you saw it with the Panthers, you saw the, the heat, you know, just how it all comes together. And there's a different guy every night. Yes. You might have your, your leader stepping up, but baseball, especially you can't count on one guy all year long, but the, it's amazingly the constant has been Luis Arise hitting 400 again that people don't realize just how ridiculous that is. And that's, and it's, it's getting, you would have a better idea than me. I, I feel like Luis arise. And, and as a result, the Marlins, they're getting a lot of national attention now, not because they're 12 games over 500. I mean, that will do it, you know, soon enough, but because everyone kind of has their eye on Luis arise, right? Yeah. Ted Williams, 1941. It was never going to happen again. That was the last time a 400 hitter. And this guy, like I said, you go, he has he's put himself in a really interesting spot where it's going to be hard for him to hit 370. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he that's an amazing year, but he's got to go to a pretty bad slump to finish at 370. The longer he's doing this, and we're basically I don't know the exact number of games they play, but we're about to hit July, so it's it's, it's either 81, 82, or getting yeah, we're halfway. close to it. Yeah, we're, yeah we're at the halfway part. Does that mean he's going to do it? I'd say no, but. You know, the way teams pitch him, the way the sport is now, I really think the Marlins are capitalizing by the lack of advanced scouting. Because I think there's so many teams that just use the analytics playbook and they just look and they'll say, guy hits, you know, 180 against sliders and 250 against fastball. So only throw him sliders. They don't set up those pitches the way, you know, when you, you really kind of saw the way the game. And I'm saying that because as, a, as someone watching, just to see the lack of adjustments by teams that, you know, the Marlins, you know, Zach Greinke was in town. He's with the Royals. Now I was doing some freelancing with the, for MLB. I was actually doing when the Marlins kind of put the number on the Royals and swept them a couple of weeks back. And Greinke's as, as astute and baseball savant right. as anybody in the sport, maybe who's ever played the sport. And he noted that because he would know and he can make hitters look stupid, even throwing 88, 89 miles an hour because he could get them to chase a slider, look at an 85 mile an hour fastball down the middle, just keep them all off off balance. 
he complimented the Marlins. He said, they did not chase my slot. They did not go out of the strike zone. So they already are recognizing. And if you watch, like I was watching when Yuri Perez was just carving up the Pirates. And they, I, because I'm watching the game a little different. Everyone could watch and look at numbers. And I could always go look at the numbers after the game. I'm looking at their swings. I'm looking at their approach. And they got guys on the Pirates just going up there that Yuri, he threw three straight sliders, not any of them near the strike zone. And the guys all swung. Like if after the first time you did that, you would think a hitting coach or someone would say, make them throw that over the plate. But they didn't. They literally would swing it three straight pitches out of the zone. So Yuri's like, why do I need to throw him a strike? I don't need to throw him a strike. He's going to strike himself out. That's the that's the stuff I think the Marlins are doing better than these teams they're playing right now. Those teams have not, I think, it'll, you know, the Braves are going to be a real test. And that's not to say it's absolute and everything I'm saying is quantifiable by but I'm just saying how I've how I see it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Yori Perez. Can you give me a uh, you know? Can you get for the Marlin fan who's just starting to watch now? Because like we said, we're in the middle of the summer. They're starting to pay real close attention. Maybe they haven't seen so much of Yori Perez yet. Can you give me a recent comp? Uh, give me a little bit on Yori Perez and what we've seen so far. Well, the comp is is Sandy Alcantara. Only because there's people naturally say Jose because Jose was 20 years old. Yuri's 20 years old. You know, Jose won rookie of the year. Yuri's off to a historical start for rookies. Um, Jose threw hard. Yuri throws hard. But Yuri's like 6'8". Yeah, it's the Jose was like 6'1", you know, and stocky. One's like, it's, it's, he, he's basically, if they, if you go back and look at, and this is not even the best comp, only I'm going to give this to you by just how the approach for a hitter would be like a right-handed Randy Johnson or or when Andrew Miller was doing so well in those long relief roles with the yeah. Cardinals because he's like 6'9", and it just is like arms and legs coming at you. Uh, but from the right side, the ball, he throws 100 anyway, and the ball just, when your extension is just basically, it's almost like you're touching the hitter on the shoulder. So why why so everyone says why don't you just go get a basketball player and make him a pitcher if this is so easy well it's so super hard for guys that long to stay in sync and repeat delivery i'm yeah. sure that you know yeah. as great of players as nba players are you could probably get a similarly built six foot eight six nine nba player and teach them fundamentals and throwing a baseball but to have them because so much could go wrong easily and that's why andrew miller didn't pan out in miami he just never had everything in sync. And then once he finally did, he, you know, found that role. Uh, so Perez, it, it's just because of that size, you know, Sandy's long and lean, like Sandy's like six, four, six, five, uh, but he's that kind of body type and, and the arsenal is the same. What's really stunned me with Yuri is his changeup and slider have been so good at the big league level that he he's been, you know, he's just outboxing hitters and, and overpowering them. And you always measure second, third time through the league because the league sees you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, I know there's a lot of talk, shut him down because of innings. Well, yeah. What's the, what's the, is there a plan there? Are they going to take I, a break? You know what? My plan for them would be is leave him alone and ride it until you don't. Because I think, what are you going to, you're just going to, he's showing, I, I look at this way, Zass. I'm not going to pay attention to his innings as much as his pitch counts yeah. and, and his stressful pitches or innings. If you're just breezing through six innings on 80 pitches, what is shutting you down? Dude? Right, right. All you can do is that's going to get him hurt because, right. oh, don't throw for two weeks. Now throw. You're, so much of professional sports is rhythm. 
And, you know, if you're not in, and you're in a pattern, you're in a rhythm, I throw every five days, you know, OK, maybe a couple occasion out there every six day just for that extra break. Just don't extend them. You just don't don't you monitor to me. I, I'm not sitting around. There's no it's, let's be honest. It's all made up. 150 <laughs> innings, 100. It's all made up. It's just somebody says it and someone has some data to support it and they feed it to the media and it's the narrative. And then it gets on Twitter and it's, oh, my gosh, how can you throw him 180 innings? It's interesting, oh. though, right, because it's not just that he's young. It's a young arm and, you know, whatever limit you want to have on. This is not a bad team. And while we're only halfway through the season, you do want to make sure that you have him for maybe a playoff series. Like, wasn't there the one year years ago? Like, did the Nationals shut down Strasburg yes. in the postseason? And it was disastrous. They didn't get they, – they, they were so cavalier. They thought they won that series that they would shut him down and then kind of occasionally pitch him. And they got bounced right away. And then, you know, Strasburg, when they won the World Series, was a star. Yeah. He got hurt after that. And, you know, his, his story is pretty tragic. But everybody, if, if Yuri is, if everything's easy for him, what are you going to send him to the minors? They're just, what's he going to do? So batting practice, right. you just tell them they're just relax. It's just, again, it, if they fall out of it, you know, let's say everything, they get some injury, you know, and, you know, you're not wishing that, but, you know, you don't know what it's going to look like in August. If it looks like he hits the wall in August, maybe uh, Trevor Rogers is coming back by then. You know what I mean? You, you just ride it without worrying about managing it. Because I remember, you know, talking to, to Mike Redman, it, when Jose was a rookie, they put so many limits on Jose. They, Jose, don't pitch. Jose, don't pitch. Don't do this. And then the next year, he got Tommy John surgery. I remember I was at that game that we all knew was going to be his last game of the season. He actually hit a home run in what ended up being his yeah. last at bat. I remember being at that game because I wanted to see, oh, this is the last time we're going to see him. All right, let's make sure we go to the game. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and, and that just kind of taught me, we, we create so many roadblocks for the athlete. You know, we, you know, we were like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't let the players tell you he can't. And that's what I'm saying. That's not saying go throw 250 innings with Yuri Perez, but it's like, he hasn't hit the wall yet. He hasn't shown any red flags, meaning he's either mentally fatigued, physically fatigued. If you're just going to go out there and make, games look like you're just you know you know throwing on the backfield free and easy and getting some guys up there in the box i'm not stopping that now, maybe i don't pitch him in the seventh inning yeah. but but maybe i just say 70 pitches is enough well you know if and i think what you know when we we kind of started this off talking about last night being a big game and this is another reason why i thought it was a big game many of the marlins wins have been nail biters right yep. and that's kind of part of the appeal they come back from four runs they get a big hit in the ninth inning but what does that mean it's I mean andrew nardi is going to have like 90 appearances uh you know dylan floro about the same right what the good teams are doing what the braves are doing what the diamondbacks are doing right now is they're putting so much separation because their offense is scoring runs they don't need their closer last night like the diamondbacks beat the the rays the best team in baseball last night eight to four they, they had five-run lead. They gave four right back. Then they added on to make it seven, then put it up and made it eight to four. What did that mean? Their closer didn't have to pitch. So they're pitching their other relievers. The Marlins have not had those, those many games like that. Obviously, you're not going by nine runs every night. But what I'm saying is the Marlins, if they're going to go the postseason, their offense is going to have to do more. They can't be in the bottom third in runs scored. 
they're going to have to take the pressure off the pitcher. So uh, Yuri Perez or Braxton Garrett or, you know, I think Sandy pitched so much mentally thinking he can't get a run because the team won't score any runs. You know, I think that kind of is factored into him. There's more to it than that, obviously. But I think that the good teams put enough points on the board, runs on the board to to take the pressure off their bullpen to make it. You know what? This is an easy night tonight. We get this guy's my mop up guy. He could go in there. He could get the last couple of outs. And meanwhile, I'm saving A.J. Putz. I'm saving Dylan Floro. I'm saving Nardi. I'm saving Tanner Scott. Because it seems like every win they had up until like yeah. last night, save maybe one or two others, had been that, oh, my gosh, nail biter. You know, I, I got to get my closer up. The closer's got to be in the game. That's not sustainable for 162. Joe, can you give me some kind of update on Sixto Sanchez? I feel like it's been 10 years since I've seen him. Are we ever going to see him again? Yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 the guy's coming back from surgery. Shoulders are hard. I, I, I can't imagine we'll see him in the big leagues this year. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it's it's frustrating, but I think, you know, he's still – the amazing thing is, what, 24, 25 years old still. So you don't ever really want to quit on a player, especially that. But I, I just think uh, – yeah. Just the, 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 just the thought of being able to throw him into this rotation, like it's tantalizing, but I – it's been forever. No, I, I, I just uh, you just can't rely on it because he just has improved health. And I'm not I'm not the one at me who says make him the closer or reliever because sometimes that's even harder because you're potentially throwing to. You got to come at a hundred miles an hour, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, I mean, you know? if, if he's healthy, if if he's healthy, it's just a transition where he, you know, normally you do that as when you have a healthy six though, but maybe he's not the starter profile because. The, he's really a, a fastball slider pitcher to change. You need at least three quality pitches to be a rotation guy for the better. Uh, but to be a reliever, a fastball and a slider, fastball changeup, a cutter, that you think it'd be a pretty good reliever with two pitches. So a lot of times that's the profile you, you do. You you kind of make the switch then. That's when like Adam Connolly, who never really had three or four pitches, was probably always a reliever profile. If they were just said, throw 97 and and here's your slider or curveball or whatever, and just go with those two. You, you should be good enough to get the job done, you know, but the hardest commodity is just like trying to find a, a quarterback at the highest level is it, starting pitching. And that's why you see so many of these failed experiments because they always give anyone with any type of arm talent, the, the opportunity to become a starter before I, I would do it the other way. I would sit around and say the, if you want to look at numbers and probability, 80% of those guys you think are starters are relievers. So cut the BS and just make them reliever. And, you know, make do. I think the Rays are excellent at that. That's why they're so successful. They identify very quickly and just put the person in the role then and go with it. Or they just say, you're my opener. You know, you're a reliever, but you're a starter. You go two innings most, and we're not going to expose you. You're Thanks, good job. You know, you got us to the third inning. We're up to nothing. Joe, finally here, the uh, the Marlins are 12 over right now. We're at essentially the halfway point of the season. How many wins does it take to get one of those wildcard spots? I think because uh, there are three of them. And, you know, I'm still waiting for I, – I honestly – I, I want to say 86-ish, but that could be a little low uh, because the Phillies are there, the, um, the, the Dodgers – Diamondbacks and Giants, one of those three or two of those three, possibly all three will be in the, the central champion. So that's five. So now you're down to one. So if the Mets go on a roll, are the Cardinals going to go on a roll? Uh, you know, are the Reds real? You know, it's like, 
So I, if I'm a Marlins fan, I want 90 wins just to make make it safe. Just to just to say you're going to I mean, go 90 there. wins the rest of the way. We're talking what 44 and 38. I think they'd have to be the rest of the that's, way. That's doable. You you don't want to really back into the playoffs. So it's yeah, yeah. 90 yeah, wins. Yeah, team that's 12 over say, right yeah. now. If you can go just six over the second half of the year, that should be doable. Yes. Yes. Now it doesn't mean that it won't be 85 wins, but but you know, you you can't bank on everyone sucking. You know, you gotta yeah, I always <laughs> you, you win your way into the playoffs. And the Braves and are then, impossible yeah. to catch. There's no chance there, right? They're impossible. Uh, Probably based on who they are and in, in, in like the Marlins, they got some guys that are going to come off the IL and and keep this in mind. I think the Braves are better positioned to probably make that trade that, you know, the Marlins. If wh- what do I trade for if on the Marlins? Man, I mean, there's the thing about it is the Mets aren't going to be sellers because you can't have that payroll and be sellers. Cardinals aren't going to be sellers. You know, uh, so it's like these teams that are going to be the Padres. Now they're. I know you said they don't necessarily have the farm system, but can it be uh, Bruce Sherman opens up the wallet and says, you know what, we'll take on a big contract that a team's trying to get rid of. You can, but I don't even know. I'd have to really think about it because you might be limited to you might just be limited to Pirates by then. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, you know, so everyone's going to want the same. So many teams are in the hunt because you got playoff teams. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with the. With so many, that's what I guess. Are the Padres really this bad? Are the Cardinals really this bad? You know, it's like all they have to do is go on some sort of mild run, and they're close to 500 at the yeah. break, at the at the All Star break or the deadline, and then you still got August and September to go. So, um, yes, I, I'm always a believer. If you kind of know where you are, kind of beat the market. Uh, but sometimes there's not the right trade to be made. You know, but uh, but this is the year to do it because the Dodgers are down. You yeah. know, obviously the Mets are down. You know, there's a lot of Padres are down. You know, there this is the year to do it. So if on the Marlins, do I mortgage the farm? You know, there. I, I think this uh, Monteverde kid who's going to Futures game. I think there'll be a lot of teams that would like him. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good trade piece. But you know, do you? Yeah, I guess you do it if you feel you can go to the playoffs and make a deep run. Uh, some of that's also going to have to be as Sandy looks strong. Do you, cause you can need, you can need your rotation that to a few anchors that you say, cause that's the thing back in, in Oh three, the Marlins rotation was strong enough. They mm-hmm. even, even at injured Beckett, you know, they, they can make the Adrian Gonzalez for, um, uh, your Urbina trade who was at the time Urbina was the top reliever on the market. They helped them win a world series. They get rid of a perennial all-star, but they won the ring. And, that's a debate for another time, but I, I'm kind of in the Jack McKeon camp. You take the ring. You take the ring. You could always get another first baseman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rings just don't come all the time. So, um, you know, what what is that looking like? If Sandy looks like Cy Young Sandy in a, in a couple of weeks and uh, and Lazardo looks real and, you know, Braxton Garrett can get you to the finish line, then yeah, I might go for a, a reliever, you know, just to help reinforce that bullpen. And just think, and maybe if you do something, you get a bat, but maybe that bat's more of a, you know, a complimentary bat who's a, a good fit in what they're doing. Cause we've seen the Adam Duvall type trades and such happen and be, you know, you know, be good quality players without having to go get, and I'm just, you know, like a, a Goldschmidt or something like that who won't be on the market, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Joe, yeah. excellent job. Uh, man on second where you're covering everything around the world of baseball. 
Tell everybody everything you got going on here. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing something with a group. We're, we're at the grassroots level right now, in addition to my MLB coverage. Uh, we're doing a baseball camp. We're calling it the Baseball Highlights Network. It's on uh, July 12th. Um, on my social, I, I have a, a flyer out there for, and I'm really targeting as these uncommitted. We have so many really good high school players down here looking for college opportunities. If you're uncommitted, junior, senior, um, and even if you have a commit, we're going to have at least one pro team is out there. I'm trying to get the Marlins to, to go out there. It's two days. It's actually a day after the All-Star break on the 12th of July. Uh, go to my at Joe Frisaro, uh, J-O-E-F-R-I-S-A-R-O, uh, at Twitter handle. You'll see the flyer there. I have an email address. Um, like I said, I'm hoping that their kids out there are parents that want their kids to get exposure. But I'm really, you know, I'm really happy to do stuff at the prep level and try to help help you know some of these kids uh, get into get into colleges and awesome. advance their careers past high school. So that's pretty rewarding for me at this stage of my career. Awesome. So again, at Joe Frisaro, real easy, and of course at Man on Second. And a really cool opportunity for uh, young players who are looking to continue playing ball. Excellent job, Joe. Thanks a lot for joining us here. I appreciate it. As anytime, my friend. You be good. Excellent job by Joe Frisaro. And, of course, the Marlins. Super hot. 12 games over. I will say, though, like he mentions there about how, you know, the farm system is, you know, the Marlins had this amazing farm system, right? Well, they've called up. They're using a lot of those guys now. So they don't necessarily have the prospects to be able to make a big trade come next month. You can usually make that big trade one of two ways. You either give up the big prospects and you get the really good player, or you give up lesser prospects and you could take on a higher price player, and this way you take the salary off the hands of the team that previously had them. So I do think it's important for... Because I, I told you this like a month ago when the Marlins started to get going. I'll start believing in the Marlins when the owner is ready to open up his wallet a little bit when Bruce Sherman is willing to spend a little bit of money. So this team clearly is in the thick of things. Go for it. And it's not just go for it, you know, but prove to the fan base that you're willing to spend some money and put out a team that's willing to go for it. I think that would go a, I think that goes a long way with the fan base. This would be the first time, because forget about 2020, 60-game season, forget about that. That's It's a bullshit, it's, it's seen, it didn't mean anything. Prove to the fan base, if you're the owner, prove to the fan base, for the first time, that when this team has a chance to do something, you're willing to spend some money. So, if the Marlins keep up at this pace, I think you got a, a big moment here, for the owner, coming up next month. That, that, you got a big moment for Bruce Sherman here. Do something. Spend some money. And of course, all guests, Joe Frisaro, brought to us here by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can purchase a six-pack of Johnny right now. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. If you don't know where you can pick up a Johnny near where you live, send me a message. My DMs are open. Send me a message on Instagram where, of course, I'm an influencer. Tell me where you live, and I'll get my, my man Juan Johnny Cuba. He'll tell you exactly where you could pick up Johnny Cuba near you. So hit me up. My DMs are always open. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Guys, you know I've been getting the best sleep of my life for the last few months. That's right. 
ever since Sheets and Giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0. That's right. Sheets and Giggles, the Zaslow family now, courtesy of my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, huge South Florida sports fan. I was talking to him last night. But he's out there. <laughs> he's out there in Colorado. He's camping. I'm like, camping? What, what are you? I don't do camping here in Cooper City. I stay in my home. I'm living my life here indoors in Cooper City. He's out there camping. He loves nature. But he also loves making sure that all of us are getting the best sleep we've ever had in our life. And that's because I use Sheets and Giggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. And just like the Zaslow family, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. You're never going to turn back after you use Sheets and Giggles naturally softer cooler, more breathable, more moisture-wicking than cotton sheets. That's right. Sheetsgiggles.com. Hey, use promo code Zaslow upon checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. I get the best sleep possible. And we're talking about super environmentally friendly. Sheets and Giggles. You'll never shop anywhere else for your bed sheets ever again. Sheetsgiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know what I'm talking about. Big deal or not a big deal. Always brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But Water Cleanup of Florida, they'll be able to tell you. Licensed general contractor providing all the A to Z services. One-stop shopping that all of us are looking for. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, it's all eyes on Damian Lillard. Everybody knows that. Everybody's got an opinion every single day. Yesterday, Zach Lowe, ESPN, he's got the Low Post podcast. And here he's telling you. Miami makes the most sense for Lillard. It's kind of hard to find a team that makes sense, honestly. Like, it, it feels almost destined to be, if it ever comes to be, Miami and or Brooklyn decides to hell with it. Let's really go for it. But Miami being the leader in the clubhouse, you could make it. It's, I mean, is there anyone else you want to make a case for? It's, it's not giving you a whole lot there. Miami, Brooklyn, we kind of already know that. But he believes Miami makes the most sense. I'm going not a big deal. There's nothing earth-shattering about that. It's not a big deal from Zach Lowe. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Shohei Otani? I mean, he's, he's like the best player ever. The, first of all, the Angels are good. They're never good. The Angels are good now this year. Shohei Otani last night, not only does he strike out 10 on the hill, but he hits not one, but two home runs. Otani hits one in the air, left center field, hit well, Robert is back, so it's been intended, it's gone! Shohei Otani with his second of the night, and the Angels add to the lead, it's 3-1. to one. It's obviously a big deal, we've never seen anything like it, we'd all like to see, I think we'd like to see Otani in the postseason... And hopefully, you know, trade deadline next month, are the Angels going to hold on to him? If they feel like he's not going to stay, you got to move him. You can't lose him for nothing. You know, there's no, like, signing trades in Major League Baseball all season like the NBA doesn't. But I think we'd all like to see Otani play in the postseason. 
That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Tonight, I don't know, while we're all sitting around and waiting for the NBA news, tonight, live from Nashville at 7 p.m., you have the NHL draft. I mean, can the now the Panthers don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a first-round pick for like 10 years. But that doesn't necessarily stop them from trying to make other trades. You've seen over the last couple days there have been NHL trades. So NHL draft tonight at 7 p.m., the number one overall pick we know is going to be Connor Bedard to Chicago. He's the next big thing. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. You know I love this. When the pro wrestlers, when the WWE superstars are outside of WWE ring, when they're on another show, uh, it's it's so weird looking. And yesterday, Seth Rollins, your WWE world champion, and his wife, Becky Lynch, they were on first take yesterday promoting Money in the Bank, which is this Saturday afternoon. And they're participating in the usual shenanigans on first take. And they gave a top five. They gave an A-list. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch gave their top five sports heels. And here we'll pick it up at the top two from Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. And at number two... We got Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, Oh, he's colorful, he's cocky, he's a loudmouth, got the most punchable face in all of sports. Oh, look, look at, at him. him. Look at oh, him. Look, look at him. him. Terrible tattoos. Oh, Terrible awful tattoos. Tats. Yeah, how could you not hate this guy? Look at his hair. Look at his hair. Look oh, at his bless hair. Him. Full clown hair, you know? And there he is, he's soaking got face it up. Tats. He's got face tats. He's got awful, face tats. Awful face tats. All right. Yeah, you want to punch him right in the face. That's Speaking a deal. Speaking of punchable faces. We're going all the way to number one. A man we referenced earlier on today. <laughs> little personal for me. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers. We want to talk about punchable faces. This guy has got the most punchable face in all of the NFL. And he knows it, too. He knows it. He's cocky. He's got swag. What's that? He he goes out here, tells the Bears he owns you. I own you. I think there was some profanity involved there. We won't go there with that. But this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. He goes on the McAfee show. He says whatever he wants. He's got all of his opinions. I I wish I was a defensive end. I wish I was coming around the edge. I wish I was getting his blind side. Oh, I wish I would rip him apart. Yeah. All right. Rip him apart. But there you go. There you go. Top five heels in sports. And look, your mileage may vary on this. This is for us, like I said, top one. Aaron Rodgers might be a little personal for me. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. You're a little smidge personal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just. Sorry. That's obviously a big deal. I love seeing my favorite superstars on ESPN. I love that Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Getting some mainstream media time there. And Seth Rollins, legit sports fan. He's a huge Chicago Bears fan. You like that he incorporated that into it. Aaron Rodgers, number one sports heel. I dig it. That's a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right. So So what do we got going on tonight? All right, I told you there, we got the NHL entry draft. That might get small TV status. I'm, I'm dialed into the Marlins tonight. I mean, you heard Joe Brissaro there. If the Marlins, at least you're going to the series against the Braves after Boston, where you didn't get swept. Marlins have historically been terrible at Fenway. You'll win this game tonight. All of a sudden, you've won a series in, you know, at, at Fenway Park. You go into Atlanta, 
with some serious momentum there. So you, you certainly got an interesting game here tonight. The Marlins, they could clinch a series victory at Fenway Park with a win tonight before the uh, before the final game tomorrow. So tonight, 7-10 p.m., the Marlins on the hill tonight. You have Braxton Garrett, and away we go. So we'll be paying attention to the Marlins this evening for sure. We got AEW Dynamite. You got all the fallout from Forbidden Door. I'm obviously into that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for helping put together a great show today. I can never do it with all your help. Great team we got working here on Zaslow Show 2.0. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.